There are more IDF casualties and a lot of friendly fire that has taken place. There's more trauma to the hostages and what we're learning about what they're going through. The White House is cranking up the rancor for Netanyahu and almost insisting that he leave the Israeli government. Gaza launches another large missile barrage into Tel Aviv. China and Taiwan are on the brink of war. Messianic World Update begins now. Shalom everyone, I'm Monty Judah with Lion and Lamb Ministries. Welcome to another edition of Messianic World Update. Today's date is Friday, December 22nd of the year 2023. Fighting in the Gaza Strip still continues. The IDF is fighting above ground, below ground, trying to get to the Hamas terrorists. More than now 130 Israeli soldiers have died in this conflict, and sadly, we have now learned that more than 20% of them have died due to friendly fire, where they've actually been shot or blown up or hit by a tank or an accident or something has caused their death. And that's just an unbelievable number for the IDF soldiers to have to suffer friendly fire casualties. The IDF is having success flooding the tunnels and destroying the entire tunnel network up in the northern part of the Gaza Strip. They pretty much have wiped out all of the tunnels that used to be up there, and they're working on the ones down in the lower part or the southern part of Gaza. They are continuing to track and kill leaders, and as a result, soldiers are surrendering as soon as their leader has been eliminated. Killing Hamas and getting the hostages out are the same goals with Israel. However, for some reason, Citizens inside of Israel don't believe that. They think killing Hamas is the first priority and getting hostages out the second priority. And of course, families of those people who still have hostages in Gaza, they want the government to change their philosophy. It is apparent to me that is false, that Israel is doing everything they can to get the hostages out as well. In fact, here just recently, there were renewed hopes of a hostage negotiation. There was an idea floated that 40 hostages could be released and that uh, there would be one week of ceasefire for Gaza. That fell through when Hamas said, we won't have any negotiations for hostages until there's a ceasefire. Well, there's no way that Israel can agree to hold a ceasefire without an agreement to get some hostages out. So that fell apart. There is definitely an operational shift coming. Pressure is coming from the U.S. onto the IDF to change some of their tactics and the way they're doing things. Not quite sure exactly what that's going to be or how they're going to do that. But one thing is very apparent in what's going on in Gaza. The U.N. aid program, in which Israel has relented and allowed the U.N. and the U.S. is urging, to bring aid into the Gaza area for the civilian, that has turned out to be an unbelievable disaster. The aid is going into and being hijacked by the Hamas operatives. It's not getting to the people. And in fact, it's so messed up, Israel is saying that they would allow even more aid to go in, but the UN can't control the situation because it's utter chaos inside of Gaza. 
There are numerous international news reports of their lack of water, lack of food, and they're hinting at massive starvation on the part of the Palestinians being in Gaza. As to how much truth there is to that, we do not know, quite honestly, because the Palestinian Health Agency, which is run by Hamas, has consistently lied and overinflated the issues that are going on in Gaza, namely the number of uh, Palestinians that have been killed, number of children hurt, all the bad things that are taking place. They're not reporting on any of the casualties of the Hamas terrorists. Israel believes they have killed about 10,000 of them, and none of those are being reported. The only video you see coming out of Gaza is that that's strategically placed to show children and women and never shows the results of where their fighters have died at all. The emotional trauma that is going on within the Israeli uh, hostage families is getting to the extreme level. It's extreme grief. And when you're in a state of grief, there's shock, there's anger, there, it, it, there's no acceptance. In other words, you're just pulling your hair out trying to figure out what to do. And some of the families have taken to the idea, because the IDF and the Israeli government is the closest thing to them, of blaming the government. So they blame Netanyahu, they accuse him of not helping them whatsoever, not doing what's necessary to get the hostages released. The IDF is doing everything they can to do it, and as a result of going into intensive fighting, accidentally killing themselves, as well as other hostages being released, there's evidence now that several of the hostages that were alive when they were taken captive have been killed by Hamas, and some of their bodies have been retrieved. It's just a horrendous situation all the way around. Now, the media loves to do these favorite stories. They like to go into a hostage family, and they tell the story of the hostage and the trauma that's come to the family, and the whole idea to make it, amplify it, make it even worse, the trauma that does exist. And oh, by the way, there is no way you can minimize the grief, the concern that these hostage families have for their loved ones that are being held by Hamas and you can bet that Hamas has no mercy and there's no humanitarian outreach on their part to release anybody. The Palestinian death toll is one of the favorite media stories. It's been inflated, there's no question about it, but the Western media doesn't want to correct it. They don't want to go back in and verify it. But if you'll note on the stories, anytime there is a press release that is given by the IDF or by Israel, it will be reported by the Western press, but they'll always add the phrase, but this has not been verified by us. Now, they don't bring that statement up when the Palestinians make an announcement, but they bring it every time the Israelis announce something. The other favorite story of the Western media is the anti-Israel protests. Somehow these anti-Israel protests the, and the idiots that are doing it are somehow supposed to be the persuasive element to change the government of Israel and this idea of equivocating what Hamas has done with what Israel has done in the past, or that both of them are terrible organizations and so forth, is just pure propaganda. And we're being fed this repeatedly throughout the world and even in our own country. Most of the people that, uh, if, that have been questioned, the, the people that are standing up and protesting against Israel, protesting for Hamas, 
If you come up and ask them the most basic historical accuracy questions, do you understand this? Who is this party? Where do they live? Tell me the short history of what's been taking place. They are completely ignorant. I mean, it is a little bit like talking to people who are confused about whether or not the earth goes around the sun or does the sun go around the earth. They are that dumb. Now, the pressure from all of that is coming upon Netanyahu and Biden himself. The Western press and the liberal press is putting pressure on Biden, and in fact, they're aggravating the situation for Biden to be opposed to Israel by pointing out that his policies in support of Israel is what is now bringing into question his ability to win the 2024 presidential race. And in fact, the White House progressives that work for Biden, they're actually undercutting the president and telling him that this Israel thing is hurting him and his chances to be a president for the next election. The White House is completely reactive to the Hamas-Gaza war. They are not strategic. They are not thinking about the world implications. They're not thinking about how does Israel survive this? How do the Palestinians survive it? Although Biden keeps talking about, well, what are we going to do with the Palestinians after this is over with? It is the White House and all of his aides, quite honestly, they're just a bunch of New England liberals, and they are, they're ignorant of the world and world history. They're incompetent strategically and militarily. And by the way, the disaster the United States is walking themselves in with Ukraine and support of Israel and dealing with China, I'll share a little bit more with you about that in a few moments. It is, it, it's incredible the direction our country and the leadership of our country is going. Let me put it to you in simple perspectives of how the White House is viewing all this. If Biden loses uh, the presidential election, those people in the staff that work the White House, they're going to lose their jobs. And if Biden doesn't run for president, we get somebody else for the Democrats, they're going to lose their jobs again. So guess what the White House is doing? They're trying to do everything they can to keep their jobs. So to keep their jobs, all they know how to do is blame Trump here in America, blame Netanyahu in, out into the world, and protect Hunter Biden from the Republicans. As you all know, that President Joe Biden loves his son, and so don't you just love him for that? I mean, you know, he's such a lovable guy. And that's what the White House is trying to sell to the American people. You all love Joe Biden, you know, keep voting for him, and love him, and so forth. The most incredible campaign strategy I've ever seen. In the meantime, the world's burning because of these people. This week, there was a new barrage of missiles into Tel Aviv. That's somewhat significant because those aren't the small missiles. Those are the bigger missiles that Gaza has. They still have a stockpile of those very large missiles. The missiles that can reach Tel Aviv can also reach Jerusalem. And there was a large barrage of those missiles that were launched this week. It's really fascinating to me how the world regards Israel and how they're dealing with the Palestinians versus how Hamas is dealing with the Israeli civilians. They are quick to look at Israel's action attacking Hamas terrorists as, oh, you're indiscriminately, you're harming Palestinian citizens. 
Do you know that if you launch a bunch of missiles at Tel Aviv, do you know that that's indiscriminate attack on civilians? There's no military target in Tel Aviv. They launch these big rockets and they have the ability to indiscriminately hit homes and businesses and on the street and kill civilians. The only reason that we're not losing a whole bunch of Israeli citizens is because of the Iron Dome anti-rocket, anti-missile system that Israel developed. And for some reason, the logic of people who hate Israel is that if Israel has the Iron Dome and they can shoot down the rockets that are coming at their civilians, well, that's not fair. You know, they should give some of the Iron Dome over to Gaza so they can protect their civilians as well. The madness on this is unbelievable. The illogic on this is crazy. Well, let's touch base again about what's going on down further south. The Houthi rebels are attacking civilian ships in the Red Sea and in the Gulf of Aden. The U.S. has definitely organized an international flotilla of ships to go and protect. Why they're not going in there with that aircraft carrier and those Tomahawk land missiles and taking out the launchers that are coming out of Yemen and eliminating the problem, I don't know other than to say that as a result of the action the U.S. is now taking with them, they've allowed the Houthi rebels to impact the world economy for Europe and Asia. Major shipping companies and oil companies are now saying, we will not go through the Red Sea and the Suez Canal. We will go around the Horn of Africa, which adds another 30 to 40 days in the travel time for it to take place. That's going to increase costs and cause economic trauma to Europe and to Asia. Again, why in the world isn't the United States stepping in, maintaining the free sea lanes, which has always been the mission of the United States Navy since its inception? Why can't we do it? I don't know. Well, maybe, maybe we do know. Do you remember back a couple of weeks ago when President Xi from China made a trip to San Francisco to meet with President Biden? Remember they cleaned up San Francisco? clean the streets up so he could come and it would look real nice for him. Well, we weren't quite sure what was discussed in those meetings. However, it is now coming out that part of the discussion, it's now after it's taken place, what Xi said. Xi told President Biden that China will take Taiwan back and be reunified with it. It'll either be peaceful or it will be by force. Now, the U.S. speculation at best at the moment is maybe he's talking about something that is in 2025 through 2027. So it's a, a few years away before they think that will take place. However, the most recent analysis, and we're talking about within just the last couple of days, the U.S. is tied up in Ukraine supporting them. They're supporting Israel. They're not dealing with Iran correctly. And China is now discussing the possibility, and it's open discussions in China. Maybe now is the time for China to go take Taiwan because they believe that the U.S. will not be able to do anything about it. All right, well, this week, there's the holidays for most of the Western world, but those are not the holidays that are in Israel and in the Middle East. And so as you think about peace on earth and goodwill toward all men, that's not what's happening in Israel and in the Middle East right now.
Shabbat Shalom to all of you. Thank you.